Hi friends, welcome to the Sleepwalker Podcast. I'm Suzanne Clune. Welcome back. You are listening to episode three called The Resolution Free Episode. It would be easy to listen to the first episodes of this podcast and think, right, I've got to get this relationship with the God of the universe whipped into shape. I need to create a five-point plan or come up with some SMART goals. Nope, please don't do that. I urge you to not create any resolutions about rethinking your relationship with God. This year, make no more plans, no more resolutions that are dependent upon your willpower that may lead to disappointment, shame, or guilt because of plans not accomplished at the end of the year. If the subtle or not-so-subtle frenzy of expectation to create resolutions fills you with less-than-desirable emotions at this time of year, don't do it. Opt instead for peace. I want to read to you from Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. And this is from the New Living Translation. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus doesn't say, hey, everybody who's already disciplined, focused, driven, come to me. Instead, this is an invitation to every person in need of rest. And the last time I checked, that is everyone on the face of the planet. So what is Jesus saying here? Come, join up with me, and I'll give you rest. Sounds simple, right? It is. Where I live in the Northeast part of the United States, there is a huge emphasis on growth, productivity, and output. It's very easy to take that and overlay it onto my relationship with the Father, Jesus, and Holy Spirit. It is very easy to think or assume that my relationship should always reflect movement and activity, and yours too. But what if it doesn't? If you have listened to the first two episodes before this one, you will know that this podcast is about a journey, a journey of waking up to discover and experience the relationship with the Father, Jesus, and Holy Spirit that each of us was created for. It would be very easy to approach this entire topic and say, how can I make this happen? But instead, here's what we should be saying. Father, I know because your word tells me so that you are the one seeking me out so I can know you better. I'm not the one that has to do all the work. I only have to respond. Responding is so different than working. So I ask you this, what if this was your year to respond? I want to give you the definition of the word respond because sometimes we hear a word so often, we stop thinking about what it actually means. Respond can be defined two ways, to say something in a reply or to do something as a reaction to someone or something. So I want you to keep those in mind. Responding can be verbal or it could be active with actions. What if, we love to look forward to things, so I'll frame this question in this way. What if this is the year that we say something in reply to our Father's voice? What if this was your year to respond to the Father? So rather than placing what are often unrealistic expectations on ourselves, what if the only thing we are looking forward to see happen this year is simply us promising to respond to our dad's voice. That's doable, right? Set yourself up for success. 
consider setting yourself up for movement toward God. Now, maybe this is the year you decide to dream. And when I say dream, I don't mean aimless daydreaming. What I mean is to have a creative conversation with God. And in your conversation with him, ask him at the very beginning if he would give you pictures in your mind or an understanding or ideas, bring to mind specific scripture or remind you of things that you have thought about in the past. You get the idea. Just say, dad, I want you to show me what you want to show me in my mind. Essentially, let your dad know that you are listening to whatever he wants to show or tell you. Okay, does that make sense? And that may be new for some people. And a lot of times when God speaks to us and we get ideas that are only from him, a lot of times we don't know what to do with them. So we normally have the response of, oh, that was a crazy coincidence. Or, oh, that was so strange. Or what was that? And we're going to be going in the weeks ahead. We're going to be looking more carefully. We're going to be looking deeper into what it means when we say, hear God. And what it means when we say, I know how to hear God, or I'm learning how, or I'm learning in new ways. So hang with me for that. So right now, essentially, you want to let your dad know that you are listening to whatever he wants to show or tell you. Once you do that, here's the question you want to ask him. Father, what does this year hold for me that brings me closer to you? It's an open-ended question. And again, you started the conversation with, Father, would you bring things to mind? Would you remind me of scripture? Would you show me pictures? Would you give me an idea? Would you give me a thought? Would you give me a feeling? Would you give me an understanding? And then here's the challenge. When he does show you things, thank him for it. You may be surprised and you may want to convince yourself that he's not speaking to you. I guarantee you, he is speaking to you. Give him the credit and just say, thanks, dad. I'm listening. My prayer for you is that this would be the year of response. And consider this episode a reminder to respond. Now, we all need to be reminded that we do need to respond. Sounds kind of funny, but it's true. This is much like the prophet Samuel, who as a young boy needed to be told by Eli to answer God when God was talking to him. So this is me telling you to answer. It's that simple. The conversation is being initiated by your father. All you have to do is respond. You can start as simply as this, and I encourage you to what I'm going to share next, to use this as your prayer. Start out by saying, Dad, Papa, or Abba, or Daddy, or Father, whatever you call him. I say Dad a lot, so I'll probably default to that. Dad, thank you for loving me. Thank you for wanting me to know you better. I'm listening to everything you have to say to me. Help me to hear you better. I know that you want to speak to me. I know you want to speak to each of your children, and that includes me. Dad, I don't want to resolve to do anything with my own willpower. I just want to enjoy every privilege that comes from being your son or daughter. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, prayer is a conversation as we've been talking about, so this is not just a dash it off. Okay, I did it, but did I hear anything? Suzanne, I didn't hear anything. We need to position ourselves to be able to hear him. A lot of times we're used to presenting grocery lists or laundry lists to God and saying, okay, done, bye. And we wouldn't call someone and shoot off a whole bunch of things off a list to them and quickly hang up before they had anything to say. And if we did, we wouldn't have that friend very long. So I encourage you not to do that with people. 
I also encourage you not to do that with your heavenly father. So give yourself some time. Think of this. If sometimes, you know, if, if you're, we wake up in bed in the morning and you're having a conversation and you're saying, father, I want to hear everything you have to say to me today. Help me to hear you. Help me to see what you're showing me. I'm paying attention because I want to respond to what you are saying to me. You've just begun a conversation that truly will last the whole day. The important thing is don't forget you're having that conversation and don't forget the one with whom you're having that conversation. Now, going back to responding versus resolving, responding doesn't equal resolving. Resolving involves deciding to do something and hoping you have enough internal fortitude to get the job done. That's not responding. Responding is at the same time active and peaceful in the kingdom. And that may seem to be an oxymoron. How could it be active and peaceful at the same time? Well, here's why. Because when you're doing it in a response to what your heavenly father's saying, when you are acting in response to whatever he's saying, that's peaceful. And responding is something every person was created to do. Responding, we live in a society that doesn't know how to rest, doesn't know how to relax, uh, at least if you live in the States. So this may be surprising. Responding can be restful, and it is truly the opposite of work, of hustle, and ticking off completed goals on a chart. But it's not motionless. Responding has forward movement. However, this is the big difference. We aren't initiating this activity. And that should allow us to take a breath because when we respond to whatever we're hearing from the Father, Jesus, and Holy Spirit, and we are moving in response to that, we are answering him in response to that, we are doing things in response to that, we are simply agreeing with what he is sharing with us. We are going in the direction he is telling us to go into, and we're not thinking about it on our own. It's not up to us. And that should allow us to take a breath. If you have time, read straight through chapters 11 and 12 of Matthew at the same time. Chapter 11 finishes with Jesus's invitation to rest that I read at the beginning of the episode. In chapter 12, it's the Sabbath and Jesus and his disciples, I'll give you a little recap uh, before you read it. Jesus and his disciples are taking criticism left and right for doing things that were considered huge no-nos on that one day of the week, such as picking grain from a field to eat and healing someone. Now, what's really cool about chapter 12, after he's inviting everyone, come, I will give you rest. The burden I have for you is light. And he talks about a yoke. Now, we don't live in a farming community, or maybe you do. I don't. I live near enough to a farming community to understand what he's sharing. When oxen are yoked together to pull a cart, to pull a plow, there's, a, there's that wooden, uh, curved wooden piece that goes over the shoulders and the neck of both animals. And they are joined together for that and they work together. One burden is shared by both. So if you're coming from this and you're like, okay, I have never read the Bible before. I have no clue what uh, being yoked means. Uh, it sounds churchy. Uh, it's actually not. It's an agrarian term. And when Jesus was talking to his audience, they knew exactly what he was talking about. But what he was saying was, come, the load you're carrying, I will join up with you. I'm going to give you rest. 
and the work, I won't use the word burden, I'll use the word work. The work that I have for you is light and it's easy because we're never going to do it alone. We're always going to be doing it with him. So what's really cool is that in this chapter 12, going back to chapter 12, Jesus takes the religious people of his day, their interpretation of rest on the Sabbath, Sabbath being the final day of the week, the seventh day, the day of rest, and he flips their interpretation on its head. So what he is talking about here isn't some rigid adherence to a first century version of self-care, rest, or me time. Instead, by his healing a man with a deformed hand, on the one day of the week that you weren't supposed to do that, Jesus demonstrates that action that comes out of responding to the Father is restful. Think about that. Does healing demonstrate the heart of the Father, the love of the Father, and his kingdom? Absolute yes to all three. Your responding is a lifelong activity. In many churches, there's a time in the service that is often called the invitation, a time when a person asks, do you want to follow Jesus? And usually they'll explain more. Um, Oftentimes it's a pastor. It could be someone else as well. And every person listening, every person seated there, every person there listening has the opportunity to respond to that question. And if you answer yes to that question, from there we say that your journey with Jesus begins. Now, unfortunately, many times what begins as a response very quickly turns into you being in the driver's seat, you as the one who makes every relationship decision. Now, this shouldn't be surprising because all too often we believe wrongly that it's hard to hear God's voice, that it's only for a select few, and when we hear that voice, it will be hard to understand, right? But what if we stopped placing ourselves in the driver's seat of relationship with the Father, Jesus, and Holy Spirit? And you may be thinking right now, well, I've never thought of placing myself in the driver's seat with that. So I'm going to say this another way, and you tell me if this resonates with you at all. Another way of saying that would be to say, what if we stop placing ourselves in the driver's seat of our Christian walk? Now, when phrased like that, it seems normal to say that our Christian walk is up to us if we're going to use church language, right? But here's the thing. When we explain what this thing between the God of the universe and each of us actually is, it's not a walk, it's a relationship, one that we participate in. So continue to walk out this thought with me. Would it not sound really strange or even arrogant to think or say that we are the ones in the driver's seat of the relationship that we are privileged to have with the God of the universe? We would never say that. So don't get caught up with any thought that leaves you with any stress of, I've got to make this happen, or it starts with me. Because guess what? It doesn't start with you. The fun part of living life with God is that he is wild and wonderful. He's not weird. He's not wacky. The fun thoughts that originate with him are higher and they're better than ours. And if you've been sold a lie that being a good Christian is dependent upon you, return it to the store. Our practical, everyday theology needs to be the following. I've made a couple notes I want to share with you. What we do every day in this amazing relationship we get to have is that we are actively participating in growing our relationship 
with the Father, Jesus, and Holy Spirit through every aspect of our day by responding to Him. We're not relegating this relationship to a certain part of the week or day or particular time of the year. We're not believing anything about prayer that isn't simply conversation with our dad. We believe that he wants each of us to talk with him all the time and that he'll do this through his word and supernaturally. We believe that nothing, this is what we should be believing, we should be believing that nothing he says to us will ever contradict his written word, or will know that it's not from him. And most importantly, we need to be believing that he wants us to approach him as a child would to a parent with anything at any time. So I have a couple questions for you. Is this a different way of thinking for you? Does the thought of responding this year seem challenging or too easy for you? Or maybe a little bit of both. Drop me a line I'd love to hear about what you are hearing and about all the things that God is showing you. Thanks for listening to the Sleepwalker podcast. Be sure you subscribe to hear the latest episodes. Have a great day and talk to you next week.